morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Happy Friday. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, Charlemagne. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Now, Envy is somewhere else. Where is he in? Like Austin, I think he said. Now, I know he's at work listening to us right now. Yes, because he can't connect. Uh, it's it this thing connect. called the ISDN line, and it makes it sound like we're all together no matter where we are in the world. Yeah, and so he's try- he's listening. What's up, Envy? How you feeling? Okay, great. Great. That's good. So how was this Captain Marvel movie you saw? Um, I thought, Cap- listen, I'm a Marvel fan. So I'm a little biased at all times. You know, I have Wolverine tattooed on my right arm. For those that don't know, I am a true comic book nerd. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Captain Marvel, though. Captain Marvel was stellar. On a scale me. of 1 to 10. One to ten, I give it a solid. Uh, I give it a solid eight. Ooh, solid. I mean, it's it's a good movie, and and it's it's, it's great connective tissue to Avengers Endgame, which comes out April twenty sixth. You know, but uh, I just I enjoy date night. I enjoy date night because you know my wife bought our big bag last night, so we was able to sn- sneak some Tito's burritos into the movie theater. You Tito's know? burritos. Oh my god. What's that? It's a burrito spot. You never been to Tito's Burritos? No. Really? Never, is it only in Jersey? I have no idea where it's only at. I never heard of it. But I know they got a burrito called the Mac Daddy that I get without cheese. <laughs> because dairy makes me break out and it, uh, you know, makes me use the bathroom a Gassy. lot. Gassy. But man, that Mac Daddy was amazing last night in the theater. But Captain Marvel is a good movie. I think uh, people will thoroughly enjoy it. Do you go to the movie theater where you can actually order food and drinks at your seat? Nah. I've been to one before, but I mean, I don't... That's my favorite. That's now that feels like a real experience. I mean, they don't Ever really since, have, they don't really have nothing I want to eat. Oh no, they have great menus at the one over here. In the, but anyway, the first time I went was in Detroit, and after that, I was so spoiled. I was like, I don't know if I can go to the movies if I can't lay down. I'd much rather sneak my favorite foods into the movie theater. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like having a Chick-fil-A, some Chick-fil-A in the movie theater, or some Tito's burritos, or something you you thoroughly enjoy. You know, right. not saying I don't thoroughly enjoy the food at the movie theater because, oh no, I am saying that because I don't. Yeah, you did just say that. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. All right. I mean, it's just finger food, right? No, some places now have like full restaurants oh. that you can order from the full menu on and oh. order drinks and everything. Well, more of the story, make Captain Marvel a date night, damn it. If you're in the comic books, if you're not in the comic books, don't try to jump into the, you know, bottom of the knife and catch up to the game, okay? Because we're at the bottom of the knife when it comes to these this last decade of Marvel, okay? All right. Okay. Well, sounds good. Well. Uh, we are about to do front page news, and we do have some special guests joining us this morning, correct? Yes, we got my man, D.L. Hughley, who's one of my favorite people. He's one of the people that I thoroughly enjoy hearing from when it comes to any and everything. And he has a new show debuting on TV, one that he'll talk about us. Yes, and I'm talk sh- about with us. And I'm sure he'll get us in trouble uh, today in some way, shape, or form. Now, Andrew Yang is also joining us this morning. Yes, if you don't know who Andrew Yang is, he's uh, running for president in 2020. He's a Democratic presidential candidate. Uh, he's the guy who wants to do the universal... Universal wage for everyone. Mm-hmm. Universal basic income, and he has a book out as well, The War on Normal People. 
which so you I hear a lot like, about. I feel like I'm fighting every day. He comes from the world of tech, so he has a lot of uh, different types of ideas. Yeah, I don't know if he stands a chance in hell of being president, but uh, he's a very interesting person. All right, and front page news coming up. We'll talk about Paul Manafort. He was sentenced yesterday, and we'll tell you what you need to know about that. All right, it's all that and more coming up on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. I wonder why Kodak Black trying to convince us that he's pulling up in the demon. Like, did he have to say pulling up in the demon on God? Like, we believe you. Okay. If you say you pull it up in the team, and we believe you, Kodak. You don't have to say on God. It's the world's mm-hmm. most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angelia. I have no idea what Envy is. Envy's listening right now. Right now, he can't speak. It's like when you're playing basketball, you're on the bench, Ooh, and you're injured, it. but everybody else is playing, and you yeah. want to pl- join the game so bad, but all you can do is sit there and scream and yell from your seat. So I can call him a beige bastard, and he can't say nothing back to me? You would do that anyway. You waffle-colored Negro. <laughs> we found out yesterday Envy loves waffles. You the color of cornbread. And they say you are what you eat. Yes. All right. Okay, front page news, G. What we got? Paul Manafort, he was sentenced yesterday. Now, he was sentenced to 47 months, which is almost four years, for defrauding banks and the government and failing to pay taxes on millions of dollars in income that he earned from Ukrainian political consulting. Lord have mercy. They actually are saying that he does have to pay restitution. That is going to range from $6 million to almost $25 million because we don't know how much money he will relinquish to the federal government when he has to forfeit that. And he said that prayer and faith helped him get through this time. Now, prosecutors had asked for him to get uh, somewhere between 19 and 25 years in prison, but the judge felt like that was excessive because he lived an otherwise blameless life and he was a good friend and a generous person to others. Uh, he was convicted on eight crimes, which ranged from tax fraud to failure to disclose bank accounts. But the most severe of that time was for his bank fraud conviction. And everything is running si- simultaneously. So obviously the longest sentence is what matters the most. He's been in solitary confinement for his own safety. And he's already spent nine months in jail. So he is uh, going to get credit for time served. 47 months, that's what, like four years? Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Y- y'all think that's not a long time if you want to. That's a whole presidential term. Well, people thought he should have gotten more. They were upset about that. They said a lot of people got uh, more time for less than what he did. And he also hasn't expressed any type of regret. The judge even said, I was surprised. I did not hear you express regret for engaging in criminal conduct. I hope you will reflect on that. Four years. That's all a high school. That's a bachelor's degree, bro. Four years is a long time. Think about how much the world has changed in four years. And you got yeah. in prison for four years? Well, yeah. listen, like they said, people who have gone to jail for more time for less, that right? That is true. All right, now let's talk about University of Tennessee. Students did protest at a Tennessee basketball game. That's after the school had a very weak response to some students in blackface. Now, what happened was it was an image, and two of the four people, two of the uh, white boys in the, in the school, two of them were wearing charcoal face masks, and they captioned it, we four racial equality boys about to get this free college now that I'm black. Let's go. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. You get free college if you're black? Absolutely not. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when I was in high I school, go? people really think that. When I was in high school, I remember one of the kids in my school said the only reason I got into the college that he wanted to get into because he didn't get into Wesleyan was because I was was black. Why would they think that? Because of affirmative action? That's what they think. But why would they think it was free? Uh, if college was free, not free. If college was free, I think I don't went. Right. So the kids were not expelled. The student, the school actually said it w- they would be hard pressed to expel students who appeared to wear blackface. They did talk about freedom of expression, even though they did say it was wrong. There was definitely no type of action. They took no action at all. So. Uh, now, the schools, in response to all of the protests that have been happening on campus, they actually had a like a town hall meeting and 200 people showed up for that. So they're going to do some training and bias and sensitivity to different cultures. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. 
At this point, man, if you have to do racial insensitivity training in 2019, 2020, just burn the whole program down. Right? Okay. Like, why do you need bias and racial insensitivity training in 2019, 2020? Everybody should know better. Here's a good thing. Don't do blackface. That's simple. (laughs) That's that's the basics. That's old school. That's like saying the N-word. Knock it off. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, we got uh, Tell Them Why You Mad coming. Emmy should call in for that. Get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. Tell us why you're blessed. Tell us why you're stressed. Yes, 1-800-585-1051. Whatever you have on your heart this morning, whether you want to express some anger or whether you want to express some gratitude, we're here for you. It's the world's most dangerous. Also, it's International Women's Day, so let's shout out to all the important women in your lives that matter. I actually have on my International Women's Day shirt today. That's what that is? Yes, it says, uh, every woman is art. Hey, let me tell you something. Marvel are geniuses, bro. They put out Black Panther last uh, February during Black History Month, and they put out Captain Marvel on the on Women's International. What's it called? International Women's Day. There you go. It's the Breakfast <laughs> Club. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Yes, it's the Breakfast Club, and we are getting it off our chest this morning. Tell us why you're mad. Tell us why you're blessed. Good morning. Who's this? I, I go by Third Wave. I'm from Long Island. All right. What's shout up, out to Third Strong Wave? Island. Yeah, what's going on? I'm a the show. It's great to be on. Hey, thank you, Third Wave. We appreciate <clears> you. <throat> what do you need this morning, sir? I, I, I got to get something off my chest, man. Um, I'm sick of these artists that are doing it all for clout and for image and for the social media nowadays. They're just characters, really. Um, I was wondering if I could rap something for y'all. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right, this is your fan, Charlemagne. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, third wave. All right. Y'all been worried about the wrong things. You take time out to figure it out. Flex and Gucci, but your songs stink. Y'all just some vultures. I'm sick of it now. Mind frame on LeBron James. Putting my guys on the payroll, I vouch. Mm. Never lose my passion. I'm going to keep on spazzing. Won't lose integrity over some clout. I know I'm on their mind. Taking notes, hope they could take a joke. I've been on my grind like I skate on poles. I got some greater goals. I don't want to sign. I got a squad. I know you heard Humble Gold. You sound like him and he sounds like you all of your styles are something old. What you do? Ain't nobody like me on the island. Who else going from trap to acoustic? Who else touring Manhattan wildin'? Who else got that patent? It's styling. Who else hanging out the mad black Lambo? Who else singing for a packed out venue? I'm a bitch. I'll all tap out send you. Oh, God. Hey, you know what I like about you? Like, you got good content, but, like, your flow sounds like every white boy who tries to rap in jail. Oh, Are you white? Oh, no. I can I know. Like you sound like every white boy who raps in jail. Hey, but you got good content though. You got good lyrics. It's just the flow and delivery needs some work, brother. Yeah, maybe you and Charlamagne could work together. I, I would love to work with Charlamagne. That's my time. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. Have a blessed day. I'm praying for you. All right, it is uh, Get It Off Your Chest. Who's this? This is Knowledge, man. How y'all doing? What knowledge, up, Knowledge? Knowledge. What's up, man? Hey, hey, Charlamagne. Charlamagne, I was going to get mad at you about you saying you need a break from white people, but after what you just reported, man, you, I see why you like, I need a break from white people sometimes. Why, why do people act like white people breaks are bad? Like, if you watch a, a slave movie or you see another unarmed killing of a black or brown person and you don't see any white people outraged about it, you want want a little break from white people. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Hey, ye. Yes, sir. Do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor. Hey, man, I know we've been talking about kills and all right. Whatever's happening to kills, it it needs to happen. But 
man, let's discuss Amanda Seals and that role guy, man. Let's discuss her comments on it. Let's talk about it. You know? Okay, let's hear like, what you got to say. You know it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot, it's a lot of misconceptions being, uh, well, not even misconceptions. They're at, they're actually lying on Amanda right now. Well, Amanda, when she was up here, said that he had some type of problematic behavior, but she never met him in person. But I guess she was planning to, and then a few people hit her up and talked about behavior that he had. I think if she had enough evidence, eight people come to her, I think they need to go to the authorities before she used her platform to announce how creepish this guy was or is. You know what I'm saying? Just to mm-hmm. get, the, get just do the right thing before she used her large platform to, you know, denounce this man. That's all. Well, I mean, all, she, oh, all, all she said was, she had some experiences with him over the phone. She talked to some of her homegirls, and they said they had bad experiences with him. And then she said she told him, "Yo, you need to stop this predatory behavior." She said, "I don't." She said, "I don't know what's going on, but you need to stop whatever it is that you're doing." I don't no, know. They said the naked part. The naked part is what got me. If he did what he, if that came, if he opened the door, butt naked. That's inappropriate. I don't care. Yeah, it's definitely that's inappropriate. What she, that's what she told him. She said, "Yo, I, I, this is what I heard you did to some other people." So you need to knock that off. No, nah, we need to go to the authorities, like get them involved, like and let them investigate. Like that's that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. Period. Like, I'm with you. Uh-uh. I just didn't like yeah, the headline that said Amanda Seals lied on uh Myron. Because he didn't want to talk to her. Myron Roll. Like she that's, didn't that's, lie. that's he, she didn't lie. She just said what she heard. Well, all right, man. Y'all keep achieving. Man. All right, you too, knowledge. We right, appreciate brother. you. Peace, knowledge. All right, we are doing Get It Off Your Chest. Tell us why you're mad. Tell us why you're blessed. Call us up, 800-585-1051, and get it off your chest. Envy, you should call us. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it is Friday, and we are getting it off our chest this morning. We got Kiki on the line. What's up, Kiki? Yeah, how y'all doing? How are you? I'm all right. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, I got a problem. What's the problem? I don't understand it, man. It's good to ask you. You know, I go to the store. My wife wants to see some gas. We pull over. We get the gas. And as I'm sitting there pumping gas, the young lady in the hoodie at 5 o'clock in the morning asked me, excuse me, sir, would you happen to have a cigarette? I said, no, I don't, but I do smoke cigarettes. So I went in the store, got a pack of cigarettes, gave her two cigarettes, went back to the car, and my wife was livid. <laughs> I didn't understand why. I guess she didn't like you going out of your way for some women you don't know. Well, she wanted exactly. the girl. Maybe she but wanted why? the girl. Is this a cigarette? It'd be one thing if you had the cigarettes already. So me going to get somebody else. You went and bought cigarettes for a stranger. But I smoke cigarettes. Yeah, so you was going to buy you a pack of cigarettes anyway, and so you just gave her somebody your pack. He wasn't about to go buy them. Maybe your wife wanted the woman to ask you for some grape pump. Grape pump? <laughs> no. I mean, I just didn't get it. It's just a dollar with a cigarette. Yeah, sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do something that would upset right. you. That's all. If your wife's mad, You ain't got to fight it. You can't tell her what to be mad about. You just got to figure out what, what made her mad and not do it again. There you go, Kiki. Now we got Chandler on the line. What's up, Chandler? Get it off your chest, Chandler. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I just wanted to uh, talk to y'all this Well, you, ye, this morning. Well, first off, tell your boyfriend to take you on the trip. Okay. Get on the plane, watch Lion King. After <laughs> y'all watch Lion they King. They do have Lion King on the plane right now. Yeah, see? 
uh, go to Disney. Go to Disney for a day because you ain't been there. Then after Disney, go on a, like a little three, four-day cruise just so you can see how it is. Hey, yes, I will try to experience some things I've never experienced. I've never been on a cruise. I've never seen Lion King, and I've never been to Disney World. I appreciate that. Oh, for sure. And if he does that all with you, make sure you marry him. All right. Thank you, Chandler, for the advice. <laughs> all right. Get it off your chest. Brendan, what's good? Hi. Hi. What's up? Is your name Brendan? That's Raiden. Hi. Why are you up so early, He's Barbara? going to school. Because I'm school. Oh, okay. How are you this morning? Good. <laughs> What's happening, man? What you want to talk about this morning, Are bro? you in a good mood? Are you happy or are you mad? No. Hey, hey Daddy, where's your dad? That, dad, no, no. Yeah, we don't need your little son participating in Freaky Freaky Friday now. But hold on, we could use that job. Do it again. I <laughs> love it. I don't love it. <laughs> it's funny. You lucky we ain't talking about hey, eating ass today. We, we listen to you guys every morning heading to school, man. He loves you guys. He's been asking to call you all for a little while. I can tell you're a good father. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That's dope. No, listen, Freaky Friday originally was a movie where they changed bodies. Remember? Oh, yeah, that was. So I that's remember what that he movie. meant. That's what Chris Brown and Lil Dicky got the idea for that video. No, no, Lil... let's not yes, bring that is. up. That's exactly where they got the idea <laughs> I know. from. And Lil Dicky called y'all an N-word through Chris Brown. All right. That was Get It Off Your Chest. Thank you to everybody for getting it off your chest on this Friday. Or, as you just heard, Freaky Freaky Friday. Lord have mercy. What type of, <laughs> what type of, of, of energy are we putting out to the world? <sighs> Anyway, we are uh, got rumors on the way. We're going to talk about Jesse Smollett and the Chicago Police Department. Now they have launched their own internal investigation. Who, Jesse Smollett? No, the Chicago Police Department because of him. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We oh, are you decided the to join Club. us? I wasn't late. Oh, you decided to join us? You I don't know. It? I didn't hear you. Engineers had to get some things together, but they got it together. Okay. Shout out to everybody. Uh, uh, I'm out in Austin, Texas. It's Tech Week, so it was all about tech last night. All the HBCUs were together doing coding and stuff, so we had a little party for them. So shout out to uh, Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, and me. We were there just chilling with the uh, HBCU students, so we had a good time. Well, that's good, because we got Andrew Yang, who's running for president in 2020, coming in next hour. And, he's, and he comes from the world of tech. Yeah, he's huge in the tech world. All right. Well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk LeBron James. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Are you ready for another HBO documentary? Well, it's going to be a two-part HBO sports documentary, and LeBron James is one of the producers for that. What's my name? I'm Muhammad Ali. What they going to be saying about Muhammad Ali now? Don't come in here with that BS on Ali. Well, this documentary was made with the full participation of his estate, and it's going to have never-before-seen photos and coverage from the family's private collection. It's and positive, though, right? Yeah, it's positive. Yeah, it's positive. All right. All right, so that's uh, going to be coming out in May LeBron on HBO. Wouldn't, LeBron wouldn't do anything like that on Ali anyway. I don't even know why I thought that hearing <laughs> But salute to, that's that's great. I'll be watching that. It's directed by Antoine Fuqua, by the way. All right, Spike Lee, in the meantime, has announced that She's Gotta Have It Season 2 is coming as well, and that will be debuting in May, May 24th, for that Netflix series. So if you watch the first season, I'm sure you're excited for the second season as well. Second season, the first season ended kind of weird. Started mm -hmm. off really good, but uh, but I will be tuned in for the second season. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's a show I watch. Plus, they film it in Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. A lot of places I watch on the show is familiar to me, so it's exciting. And... She's Gotta Have It was a classic Spike Lee movie. So 
Hopefully, Fat Joe's back this season as he well. He definitely is. I saw a, a, a still shot that he posted. All right, now, Jesse Smollett. Let's get back to him. It feels like a lot of things have happened since this whole Jesse Smollett investigation has started. Well, cops are now actually investigating their own department, and that's because there were so many things that were leaking, and they said now an internal investigation has been opened, and they're looking at our vulnerabilities. There was all kinds of inaccurate information that was put out to the media, and they want to know who was putting all this false information out there. So another uh, place that's being investigated... Well, they, in they, and first of all, don't, don't police need to hand over their phones when stuff like that happened? Let's see who was calling TMZ. <laughs> yeah, there was, I don't know who was the leak there, yeah, but. They'll do an internal investigation. They got to do all that. They have to hand over their phone records to some of the people who they believe, I think. All right. And, and in addition to that, they're also going to be investigating dozens of hospital workers. Now, a lot of people were fired. And that was at Northwestern Hospital. A lot of workers and nurses for inappropriately accessing Jesse Smollett's medical records. That's where he was treated after allegedly being attacked by two men back in January. They said they did gain access to his medical chart. You're not allowed to do that after he was accused of staging the attack. One of the nurses who was fired said the entire incident was a misunderstanding. All she did was glance at the record while looking for another patient's information. So she was fired for viewing the actor's chart. She's appealing that termination, and she's saying other hospital workers may have been let go for that same reason. How do you maintain a level of professionalism when you're in that type of job? Because think about it. These celebrities come in. These stories are top of the mind for everyone. Everyone there on the front page, every paper, everybody's talking about it on every platform, and human beings are just naturally nosy. Let me as take hell. a peek. Exactly. Yeah, How that's do your you professional not- duty, though. That's your prof- Even when you go to the doctor, you go to your therapist. There's some things that are just supposed to be private. How do you not, though? Like, how do you not? Just a Let me see what's going on. Tell my girlfriends, girl, why I seen his chart? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. He really got it. <laughs> I seen this child. He wasn't hurt as bad like they said in the news. But yeah. that's why people don't go to the doctors when they have problems because they're scared people to see them or talk about them, and that's part, part, like, part of the reason. Girl, you know him, he got that syphilis. You better Whoa. stop it. I seen his chart. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to the Chicago Police Department, they said there's a lot more evidence that has not been shared with the public yet, so... Uh, we don't know what that is, but hopefully everybody stops leaking Man, when they going to share some evidence on some white celebrities, man? When the white celebrities going to start acting up? I think Harvey Weinstein's pre-trial started well, yesterday. I like diversity in my celebrity dysfunction. There you go. I think St. Patrick's Day white celebrities going to really start cutting up. Oh, shout out to the island of Montserrat. That's their biggest holiday, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, they, I just saw a picture on their website where a lot of people are already coming into town for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's like their yeah. biggest holiday. That's white people Mardi Gras. I think white celebrities going to really start acting up around St. Patrick's Day. My that's when I think they're going to get into the game. All right, now, Idris Elba is in talks to replace Will Smith for Suicide Squad sequels. Are you excited for that? Uh, No. Because uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad suck because it's a DC movie. Damn, that's the only reason why? DC Comics is trash. All Sorry. right. Well, there you go, Idris. I, see Idris. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I did see Idris last night in a trailer for... Uh, it's a it's a Fast and Furious spinoff or something. It's The Rock and the other ball head. Yeah, I seen that. They've been showing The, the Rock the, uh, and Jason Statham. Statham. Statham looks Statham? Look pretty good. Statham? It looks pretty good. That looks dope. And is I don't Tyrese like the, in it? No. No. It's a Fast and Furious spinoff. And I don't even like no Fast and Furious movies. But that movie looked dope. And they just up was playing the bad guy. I was like, wow, I might actually watch that. All right. Well, the sequel to Suicide Squad is supposed to come out August 6, 2021. So there you have it. I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Man, this story is really sick. And so I don't know if I, I'm going to do this story just because I feel like I want to put this person's name out here there because he's a disgusting person. But 
This story is awful. It involves a man from uh, Texas, Javon Alexander Perkins. And when you hear what he did, you are going to want to bury him. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about? Huh, a man in Texas, in San Antonio, Javon Alexander Perkins, 26 years old. He just confessed to raping a three-year-old female on, relative. Man. He is right. Wow. Come on. Now, let me tell you how they found out. The girl's mother noticed discharge in the uh, baby's right. diaper. Oh, no, my goodness. My goodness. He gave the baby two STDs, and that's when they launched a police investigation. Mm-mm-mm. Chlamydia and gonorrhea. Oh, Javon, How old was this baby? Uh, three years old. Oh. Get, get, get to the part when they killed him, when they hog, when they let all Kelly hog time and cut his If throat. you have revolt, you can see what this man looks like. Javon <laughs> Alexander Perkins is his name. Uh, he admitted during a polygraph test to raping the three-year-old while he was high on why drugs. Is he, why, is, why is he still alive? Why is he still breathing? So he's in custody <laughs> on $100,000 bond on a felony charge of super aggravated sexual assault of a child. If he's convicted, he faces a minimum of 25 years in prison. I hope they kill him in jail. They should kill him in jail. I hope he, I hope he, I hope he gets killed in jail. Like, how disgusting are you? Why did you even tell that story? I just wanted to put that guy's name up there in his face so you I can think, see who he is if you know him and know how disgusting he is. I think you read that story this morning and you were disgusted and you needed to share it with everybody else because Mm-mm-mm. that's the way energy works. You need to get that off you. I saw the story yesterday you and feel I feel that way, you want us to disgusting. feel that way. People are absolutely nasty. All right, a teacher in the predominantly Mormon state of Utah was placed on administrative leave. That's because nine-year-old William McLeod had returned to school after attending Catholic Mass and he had the ash on his forehead and his fourth grade teacher said it was inappropriate and made him clean it off with a hand wipe in front of his classmates. He started crying. Wow. Now, at first he said he couldn't remove it because it's important. It's the beginning of Easter, but eventually he did remove it and started crying at nine years old. So Why did she tell him it was inappropriate, though? I don't know. I guess it's a predominantly Mormon state. It was inappropriate to her to tell him that. The teacher's name is Mona Patterson. She was called into a meeting with the principal and the school board and she did call and apologize. But she has to know it was Ash Wednesday, though. Now right? she's been placed on administrative leave. Yeah, and he explained that it was his religion. It's the beginning of Easter. This is yeah. what I have to do. And she still made him remove it in front of the whole entire class. Yeah, I think she needed to give up religious discrimination for Link. Because Jesus Christ, why would you do that to that young man? Yeah, awful. Now, in New Jersey, a town is proposing jail time for owners of loud dogs. So if your dog is very That's loud... stupid. I be, saw her that. Be careful, Envy. And that's Saddlebrook, right? That was Saddle River. Saddle River, yeah. Yes. So they're going to vote on this, but they said that if you that your dog barks, howls, or yelps for more than 20 minutes between 7 a.m. and 10 p.m. or for more than 15 minutes between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m., you could be subject to a fine of up to $1,000, jail for up to 90 days, or up to 90 days of community service. All right, you sit there. Might be people breaking in houses in Saddlebrook, and that dog is barking. Saddle River. Saddle, Saddle River, River. And that dog is barking, warning the whole neighborhood. And you're dumbass worried. You should be wondering why the dog keep barking over and over. But right. they got it, though, because Saddle River is a, 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 a nice, rich town. They got a lot of money in Saddle River. It's a nice, so. rich town. You know what I hate? I hate when dogs are barking <laughs> and people be like, man, shut your dog up. As if you could just tell the dog, shut up. As, <laughs> as if you could just say, hey, shut up, dog, and the dog would just shut up. 
It's just like trying to stop your dog from trying to hump on other dogs. Exactly. It's natural. That's what dogs do. They bark. Well, they got, the, they, got, they got devices that you can stop your dog from barking on. Yeah, it's called a tranquilizer. And that's, that, that's, you know, that's Peter jump on your ass not, for that. Not no damn tranquilizer. They have a, a, a device that when a dog barks too long, it, it, it like gives them like a little a, a, a vibration. Yeah. Well, imagine if, a we vibration. Did, if we did that to humans, it'd be considered uh, evil and cruel. <laughs> Y'all would be shocked to death. <laughs> exactly. Think about that. If we put that on human beings, whenever you want humans to shut up, we just shock them. Y'all so cruel to animals. It's a vibration, not a shock, a vibration. Oh, so you're saying you wouldn't mind a little vibration. You, you might keep barking. You know what? I hate you. We've you heard about you. <laughs> you shut heard, up! We've heard about the nine and a half inch dildo. <laughs> you know what? And we about to start barking right now. Fiending for somebody to come in with a vibrator. Yo, and shut shut up. up, man. <laughs> he really started barking. Envy is crazy. All right. Well, that is your front page news. My goodness. All right. When we come back, D.L. Hughley will be joining us. My we'll guy. Talk this is comedian. Very entertaining. He has a new late night show that's about to launch uh, in March. So we'll talk to him about all that. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building just celebrating his birthday the other day. Yes, and one of my favorite people to hear uh, any and everything from. <laughs> That's yeah, why. Yes, hey, I'm now, excited because yeah. there's so much going on. I'm like, I it can't is. wait because I knew you were coming on the show. And I was like, I can't wait to us, for us to sit down with you. Who do you think was the biggest this month? Michael Cohen, them two Nigerian dudes that beat up Jesse Smollett. Or uh, <laughs> Takashi 6 Who's the biggest snitch? Takashi, because yeah. Michael Cohen ain't really giving nothing up. Michael, yes, my, he did yesterday. No, he, yesterday. I ain't seen yesterday. Oh, he man. gave up a lot. He, I thought it was over. No, no, he had yeah, another. That was over last week, too. And he, and he bought suitcases with, you know, the really? when, when lawyers bring suitcases with wheels, <laughs> somebody going to jail. It's amazing how black people don't have no problem with snitching as long as the person they snitching on, we, we don't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I just, like, like them two Nigerian dudes <laughs> jammed up. Nigerians, boy, they, they told fast, didn't they? I think... I mean, I didn't expect anything else. Let me down. tell you what happened. I'm not going to get in trouble and have y'all tell me that <laughs> yeah, I'm go a racist <laughs> and I'm a homophobe oh, and all man. of those things. Man, they told fast. That would have ruined their lives. And you know what it is? There's such a cachet in being a victim. Like, you can't tell me that you heard that story and didn't go, ah. The first time I heard it, I, when I, said, I said, that ain't true. That's bull****. I didn't believe it. It, it seems sketchy. It had too much sauce on it. Did. It, it did. A lot. Much. Way too it much. It the gay sauce on it, right. the racism right. sauce. Right, right, the everything. News. The Bleach. only thing that made me feel weird was when he said he was a gay Tupac. I was yeah. like, why are yeah. you doing a show and, like, bragging about something yeah, that happened? Yeah, cards with him, too. It, two dudes, like, we we going to go to Subway, but let's get our news and bleach just in case we run across that <laughs> from Empire. <laughs> 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 and then when I saw, like, the whole fight thing, the first was supposed to be white dudes, did you see them two African dudes? That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like Umbaku and T'Challa, didn't they? I'm like, how, <laughs> if you fight dudes like that, I ain't saying you ain't going to win, but you're going to miss some days of work. Right. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't coming back to work the next day all <laughs> with just one scratch on but your But nobody eye. wanted to believe someone would lie about something like that. I know I felt like there's no way. Who would just make something like that up for a, what? A clout chaser. First off, if you want to fight two people, they shouldn't be from Nigeria. I mean, start off in another country from Africa. <laughs> you better, uh, I, first you of all, they're, they're American. Like from the tap. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> them <laughs> is why we're here. <laughs> White people saw the people. We need them, mother. Absolutely. Don't fight them. Don't fight them. You know what they're going for? <laughs> right. 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 You think yeah. Jesse should go to jail? I think that he should uh, make restitution. He should do what everybody else do. Say they do but it got to be white drugs. It can't be... Cocaine or something. Yeah, opiates do it. Okay, like opioids. He already said that, though. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah. And then make restitution. But I think uh, whatever 
whatever you get for for lying to the police, mm-hmm. he should he should get. Go jail time. Yeah. You think it'll be hard for him to get work now? I think infamy is better than fame. How really? Many, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now I'm not saying that he'll be on a sitcom or a drama, but infamy works as good as fame does. What do you think about R. Kelly? He's been in the news the last couple of days. Oh my gosh. I think that it's it's obvious that he's a pedophile, but it says the more about our society that it took a lifetime movie for us. Like, the charges that he's facing are from 98, 99, yeah. 2003. So it didn't become horrible till you had a, a documentary about it. And and people get mad at me for saying this. If you're mad at R. Kelly, you got to be mad at Michael Jackson. And it says a lot about society to let all that go on, and then when there's a documentary, we get outraged. I don't care what you say about either of those two men. What's fairly obvious, whether you believe they did it or didn't, they're both babysitters. Like, they're horrible babysitters. <laughs> listen, I'll listen to your music, but I'm not driving my kids off at your daycare center. That ain't gonna happen. And then people go, how could you listen to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson songs after the all the horrible things they did? The same way I could sing the f***ing national anthem. That's how. That's right. I don't think Michael touched them little boys, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. he doesn't believe it. Yeah, I think, Michael, <laughs> okay. I think Michael was a widow, but I don't think he touched them little boys, Because man. he was staggeringly famous. No. If, if, if you, you would, two things would have never happened. If he wasn't just as talented as he was, mm-hmm. we would have never turned a deaf eye to him walking a around. Deaf ear. Saying, deaf ear. Yeah. Deaf, and, and well, no, we saw him walking There's around. There's some deaf eyes out there. Yeah. Far yeah. worker got one. When I saw the butler and that eye was going every which way, I had to stop. I got vertigo f- around with him, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you can't win the Oscar. You, what are you talking about? <laughs> but. But we would have absent that much fame, mm-hmm. people wouldn't make these kind of excuses. When he got in trouble the first time, how did your first witnesses, seven-year-old boy? Like, how, how are children defending a man? Mm-hmm. But it's not strange that more kids didn't come up? Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't say what happened or mm-hmm. didn't happen. But serial killers don't kill everybody. They kill they, a lot of people. They kill, they, well, they don't kill everybody. Corey Feldman said something that I found interesting. He said that everything that he heard those guys say was true except for the sexual part. And he was like, I don't think pedophiles can turn it on and off. Uh, I don't and, think so either. But, but, but here's the thing. Bar Kelly and Michael Jackson were the same kind of person in that they both got in trouble for that thing and couldn't stop doing it. There is a reason time after time after time that, th- that you find yourself in those same circumstances. And, th- and there's also something else. When you are separate from your family, like his family being ostracized, ostracized his family, they, he knows that they wouldn't have never won. But you ain't gonna come. Joe Jackson ain't gonna let you be in the kid, bed with kids. Right. Man, you better get them kids out the bed and fix your nose. You're scaring your mama. <laughs> so I'm, I, I don't know what happened, but I think it says a lot about our society mm-hmm. that the things that offend us were always there, and we waited till it was de- on de- uh, we could DVR it. Enough of this to kill a mockingbird. Let's get some white people now. Absolutely. I want, I want diversity in my dysfunctional celebrities. Yes. <laughs> right, All right, right, right. Elvis right there in the grave. He got a lot of bull we can dig up to. Here, here, the problem is at the same time the grand jury was looking at R. Kelly, there was a Cardinal McCarrick who uh, is the highest ranking American Cardinal. He uh, was defrocked for molesting children over decades. How come he ain't in jail? Mm. Like it was one dude who said he was molested by his priest from the time he's 13 to the time he's 28. Now, if your priest still f- you at 28, you got a boyfriend. Like, that's, come on, that's good. I think everybody who does anything to harm children, regardless of their status, should go to jail. 100%. My daughters are grown, so they'll sleep with me, and we'll, like, we'll, when we come to New York or we're mm-hmm. on the road together and they're coming, we sleep in the same bed, and we'll post a picture, and you should see people going insane because there are a bunch of people in America or across the world that have not been touched the right way or have been touched the wrong way. Mm. So affection is foreign to them. But they said, like, uh, I was one out of every six males 
has been sexually molested. One out of every One six out of every six. And they think that's high, low because who, who would you tell? Yeah, we got yeah. two in this room. Yeah. Me and you. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. That, that wasn't. You keep me. saying that, but you were the yeah, man. Yeah, you that, were underage. I, that girl was... was a sweet woman, and don't you put your mouth on her like that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she showed me you. You you love you thought you loved your woman at one no, time. No, I did not think that. You said you you had you liked it, but it's just a jerry curl. Yeah, I, would, I would get <laughs> at eight. Why wouldn't I like? Yeah, yeah, that was nice. At eight, I don't see that as something that was horrible. Mm -hmm. You around, you ask for something, and you get it. You're like, hey, girl, wait a minute. Like, I didn't want to keep doing it after a while. Like, I my problem was I thought I was gonna have to marry this bro. I'm like, wait, you. <laughs> wait, you I, might be traumatized and don't know it though. No, no. What made you stop, Dio? Because that's what I I, I I had the same reaction too. I she made her like stop cigarettes? after a while. No, what happened was my mother. She came to pick me up. They said right? she found out. Mm -hmm. And my mother was like, who is this bitch? Oh, yeah. I remember you said that. Basically, your mother saved you. Yeah, and I was, like, I was like, mama, don't. And then when I was walking around, I was like, thank you, Jesus. You had like Stockholm Syndrome, kind of. That's not true. <laughs> you <laughs> felt true. like you had to go. You're never going to see me on TV. Me, uh, it happened to me, too. But no. why you felt like you had to go? Because, uh, you we know. You enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I did. It was fun. But me you didn't want to go. But you, and you felt like you were saved when your mom saved you. Yeah, because I was tired of her. But so I you find, didn't like, enjoy I, it anymore. I feel like that after several nights. So, so <laughs> you and your mom can come save you now <laughs> right. from some women. Right. <laughs> right. Just please He's leave. married. Now, where are you now? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> the, the feeling of wanting a mother to leave after you have sex is not related to Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> it's bitch, I'm ready to go to sleep. I don't know you. What can we talk about? All right, we got more with D.L. Hughley. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Breakfast Club, D.O. Hughley is here. Charlemagne? Now, D.L., I heard Terry Crews want smoke. Here, here's the thing. Mm. In my experience, where I grew up, I was the first one, last one picked for a game, first one picked for a fight, right? So you, there were certain things I knew that if you did to me, I had to fight you. Absolutely. I, my, my problem with him wasn't what he did, it was what I would have did. You're not going to be my agent and touch my You're not going to do it. Greenblatt and Janelle ran my ran my TV show. Mm -hmm. He got disrespectful. I chased him. The dude, the president of the studio, I said, you're not finna really do that shit to me. And I chased him off the set, physically gonna fight him. It's shit you can't do to me. My father taught me that. So you're telling me that the only way I can be a man is, is, is the way he said to do it? That's not it. You can't touch my dick and then send an invoice in. That's not gonna happen. So it ain't about gender, it's about principle. It's about principle. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the idea that you think is toxic to fight for yourself? I think for him I, in, the, in that moment, it was shocking to him because he wasn't expecting something like that to happen. It was the environment that he was in. And so that's how he reacted because I think sometimes if we're not in a position, we Everybody can say what Everybody we would do. But until it happens, you don't know what but might. But it's a reaction. It, it is it's shocking. A, it, yeah, it is shocking, but if somebody grabs your meat, somebody what's grabs the first it? reaction you want? Why is somebody it wrong your butt for before? me? Yeah, but it was a difference. Somebody grabbed you my butt. You didn't do anything. I mean, no, he didn't grab my butt. I, I finished DJing the club, See, right? right. I killed it. Now, this is what men do sometimes. Right. I'm walking out the club, he smacks me in the ass. Bow, good job. Right. You ain't playing no basketball right. games, they football, you do DJ. They do it do not do that to DJ. They do it a lot. I'm gonna tell you. But came to combination and slapped the shit out of him. It wasn't like, right. oh, Envy, right. here you go. Hey, hey, like tell you the club was in Atlanta, though. Right. The club oh, was down in Atlanta. Well, now. was down in Atlanta. This might have been like, if that was me, and somebody would have did that to me. But Envy instead was like, thank you. It wasn't a sexual feeling, it was a smack on my ass, good job. I felt funny at it, but I was like, damn, he was just trying to come. If anybody <laughs> violates your person in a way that makes you uncomfortable, yes. that to you, that, that, that's the definition of assault. True. My problem with this whole idea is, when I was a little boy, this uh, man down the street, he was drunk, pulled a gun on me. I'm third, fourth grade. Mm -hmm. 
My father's going down the street to deal with this man with a gun. I'm on his legs. Please don't touch him. Please, he didn't do anything begging my father because this dude got a gun. Right. My father took that pistol out that man's belt, whooped him with it, and said, never touch one of mine again. If I saw that, you can't do that to me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I resent the fact that you can only be a man the way he says you can be a man. And you know what's crazy? I, I feel like if I was with my woman the way that he was with his woman, I feel like my woman would have jumped up and said something before I even did. Right, but I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. If that had happened to me in front of my wife, It'd be hard to get a sandwich the next day. I know that. <laughs> I'm not. So, and then what I really resent is how come those same people that are all up in arms about him being groped don't get just as mad when a dude that size gets shot. Wow. That's they real. only get if they, if he was parked in front of their house, them same people all meet to and right on him. If he was parked in front of their house and dark, they call the police on him. That's real. So stop with this this, this fake bull about how you can. It's toxic masculinity, and you can only be a man this way. And he's expressing himself. You don't. You're not a man by committee. A man is a singular activity. Like now, they have all these committees telling you what it is to be a man. I had a man to tell me how to be a man. Now, I'd rather be wrong with him than right with you. I, I can't admit though, at my age right now, whatever blueprint I had of being a man, I have totally ripped up. Yeah. Because it has. It serves me no purpose at yeah. this point in my life. Yeah. It actually kind of hinders me more right. so than anything. But you had a different experience. Like when he got mad, I'm like. What if I slap you? Well, if you took that same energy, we're not having this conversation. Yeah, that was kind of wild. You're not feeling ready to do that to me. You think I'm going to let you do that? Mm -hmm. Now, I ain't saying I'm going to win, but you ain't going to And I'm just going, this is you can't do to me. Have you and Terry Crews spoken? Because I know you want him to be on your show. Of course I do, because I I don't have to have people on my side to have an opinion. Right. And I don't have to have these arguments at Twitter. Like, I thought it was weird that that interview was a year old, and then you get into some heat behind some bullshit. You defended some broad, then everybody get mad at you, and that comes up. Yeah. Like you, and I had seen him at Houston's uh, two or three weeks after the interview aired. We didn't speak to each other then. So wow. you knew it happened. Okay, so yeah, but you speak, waited, right. so it ain't real to me. I'm not, listen, I'm not scared to have an opinion that people don't dig. I like your mind state too when it comes to just, you know, who you are as a man, because I feel like it does have to be an individual it's, it's, decision based on your own principles. Because I saw him recently, he just got in trouble because he said something like, uh, kids who have a same-sex family are malnourished. Let me, here's the thing. That was a Terry Crews. Uh, he did for. say it, yeah. and I think that his his idea wasn't off. Mm-hmm. His vocabulary was. and he, you, you know what you'll never see me doing? Apologizing for what I said, or taking it off Twitter. Mm. I'm responsible for what I said. I'm not responsible for the way you interpret it. That's real. Like, like, I mean, when I defended Kevin Hart, they got mad. You don't like transgender women. That's ridiculous. No, I, I, I'll defend your right to be who you are. It's just me. I'm lazy. I like my women fully assembled. No, no. <laughs> I'm not, but, but people... These opinions but, are not the opinions of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> but you, here's the thing. You can, you, I, to me, nobody's above a joke or a perspective. Mm-hmm. Not That's only, what I want us to get back to, man. If the, if, can we get back to the can. jokes? Like, you cannot can, tell man. me you can't laugh at that R. Kelly interview this week. Now, I'm cracked up. Come on! He went too sensitive, man. Let me tell you, Not only do people want to tell you how to act, which is appropriate. They mm-hmm. want to tell you how to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? And then you can't be afraid of the fact. Well, not that you're afraid, but you can't not expect people to get upset sure. either. What right. do you think? What did you think of, uh, when Steve Harvey and Monique were going back and forth? I, I, I felt uh, it was sad because I know both of them, mm-hmm. and I know Steve. I know Steve gets a, a bad rap, and he's a good cat, and he tried to something that I thought was cool. And I know she's in a different place. But the bottom line is, I didn't think he tried to embarrass her. I didn't. I think that you can make a mistake, like. When they pulled up the meme of him talking about what he'd do for money, that was a 20-year-old joke. Joke. And they, they connected it to who I he was that, right man. now. Right. And that was, that, was just, that was just insulting. It's like we go back in time, take things out of context. He was telling a joke 
that was on the best documentary, the most profitable documentary ever did. Everybody laughed at that right in front yes. of everybody. And all of a sudden, 20 years later, you take it out of context and he's a sellout? Come on now. That was, that was, I thought that was out of line. All right, we got more with D.L. Hughley. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. D.L. Hughley is here. Yee. You know what I find about you is that some things you say I agree with and some things I don't agree with, but it just is what it is. That makes us human. Right. But I still like you as a person. Right. Even though I might be like, no, I might be like, D.L. is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just thought, your thought is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but it comes from my wellspring. That's like right. Like my wife gets mad all the time. Look, I, I'm telling you, every day she's mad. Her and my daughters are mad about something I say. And I go, go home and cry in a pile of money. I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> you think you live where you live because of what you think? That's. <laughs> are they ever able to convince you or change your mind? Since I know you're, DL, I look at you as a, a person who's very set in your ways. Sure. And like you said, you say what you say. You don't apologize. But can you ever say, sure. you know what? I look at this differently. I was wrong. Sure. And when it happens, I'll, be, I'll call you. And let you know. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Let's talk about it. It's kind of wild though, because like I'm sure that you used to get this too. My mom has been telling me for the longest. I don't know how to talk to people. Right. So it's just like. So she when I hear lying. from my wife now, it's like I'm hearing my mom all over. Again. She wasn't lying. Like, but you know the funny thing. <laughs> but you talk to people for a f-ing living. Yeah, no. <laughs> you still don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, I respect my mother and father. I love them. But you push the broom. I dig it. Now, if I was talking about cleaning up an area, I would listen to you. I'm not oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> See? There he goes again. I, I, I love my wife. She's the sweetest woman in the world. She goes to church all the time. I don't f- with it. I'm telling you. We're we not, we not here because of your perspective. We're here because of mine. Like, yeah, I love my daughters. My, my daughters can get married to it, too. Is your, is your mama's thoughts going to pay for that or mine? Boy, as I'm saying, the root about to take this clip and say, the male chauvinistic <laughs> views so of D.L. Hughley you know, are problematic. But think about the support that your wife gives you to make you sure, who you are now. Sure, that's absolutely so that's, right. Yeah, that's part of what it is. That's the support right there. A, a plane can't fly and it has a weight, lift, and drag. It needs all those elements to fly. But it still wouldn't be a plane without the plane. Think all that other could exist. Because you might be a loose cannon out here without your wife. I, I, you, I, I'm sure I would have several uh, uh, uncurable sexual <laughs> diseases. Hey, I just want my wife to know if she's watching. You're the pilot of this plane, yeah. baby. All right. Okay. No, no. Right. No, 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 no. My wife is the pilot, but <laughs> that is not a jump ball. Like, where we go, where we live, what color houses are. But you, you can't legislate how I think. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Nobody can. Mm-hmm. Like my son, I love my son. He's my son is the best human being I've ever met. But I, I don't f- with you like that. You're not gonna tell me what to do. Why? Because you were slow anyway. No. First oh my off. god! Here we go. <laughs> you know what? Neil <laughs> <laughs> got a point with that one. I'm slow, I, he, he got a point with that you one. You got a good heart, but that don't mean I'm gonna. Make this paper for shame. Leave me alone. What are you doing? <laughs> Although sometimes the perspective of somebody who loves you and you. cares about you is valuable. It is valuable. Yes. But not more valuable than me. Sometimes people are me. right. Sometimes yeah. people are right. They are. I get what you're saying. You have to have this perspective in this POV to be D.L. Hughley. Right. Be the Correct. comedian right. on stage. But that's him. I could be a better person. Right. Yes. But I'm not trying to be a better person. Why you say yes so fast? I'm trying to not get what he's saying. I could be a better person. But but be a f***ed up comedian. Right. I don't f*** that. Yeah, I get what you're I saying. Like, I like the place. I like where I am. Like, like, you know what it is? I haven't liked me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But now I like with me. I f*** 
with me. Me too, man. Okay. I feel you, bro. I, mean, I feel you. When, when, I, when, I like I, when I'm talking, I, I slow down and hear what I got to say, goddammit. I want to hear you. <laughs> Do you know how long, like, like when it's, it's only you all by yourself, all the time. If something goes wrong, I'm the first one to go. When a bill comes to that table, when I owe the IRS a million dollars, she didn't go, let me get a job. She went, you better handle it. <laughs> well, tell them about your, your talk show, man. It's going to be all this. Finally, right so finally somebody I, can do right Listen, thing. I'm right excited to watch what this. What network is it? TV, TV One. You know how glad people take a chance on. TV One. <laughs> That's all we need, though. After CNN, they were like, ah, nah, we ain't going to do That's that. That's all we when need. When does it start? Uh, March 18th. The Really, the basis for this, what I want to do, is what you all do. I think you challenge convention. I think you're human. And I think you're bright. And I think that's a rare combination. So that's why I think you guys are successful as you are. And I'm going to try to do the same thing. Oh, but Only you've been doing it. Not as nice. We need to look at, <laughs> not we not need nice. to talk about none of the presidential candidates or nothing. Yeah, I don't. I saw it <laughs> with Bernie. Said, I don't, I don't with Bernie like that. All the you talking about in your life where you've been able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, look, you can't look like a men's warehouse manager and all of a sudden tell me you got all these great <laughs> ideas and you're almost 80 years old. When have you done it? Right. Yeah. Who do you like? Uh, so far. Like Kamala? I like Kamala. I didn't like her stance Kamala. on truancy. I thought to send people to jail because they're missing school. That, I thought that idea was brilliant, though. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. In California, there was the Proposition 13. Mm -hmm. It tied everything to property. So my neighborhood specifically uh, wasn't wealthy. So they took away our buses. Mm. They took away our after-school programs. So we didn't go. So we had to walk seven miles from my neighborhood to Gardena High through other neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So if you walk into school, all the gangsters didn't go to school. You went to with, with, with nerds. So they, they went to school, and everybody every day you got your ass whipped. So you got tired of it, and you stopped going to school. Yeah. So they were, it was cause and effect. So why would you punish me mm. for somebody taking those resources away? If you look directly at what happened in California, Proposition 13, and the spike in crime and drugs was because they took those resources. You didn't, you, no after-school program, no, no job program, no buses, no summer program. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. But here's the thing about the truancy program. She didn't lock nobody up. It was a scare tactic. She was like, if these kids ain't coming to school, I'm going to come lock the motherfucking parents up. But why scare? Sometimes you got to scare. Okay, yeah. but even if you, you can't scare somebody into changing their circumstances. That's true. Right. You're going to punish poor people for being poor. And we what do you think we, about reparations? The, all this conversation about rep, uh, reparations. I think absolutely is. <laughs> let me let me ask you something. You, you pay reparations to Japanese. That's right. Why is that a, a, a foreign concept? If you gave us a fair shot, which is a fair education, which we get just as good as everybody else, that to me could be some kind of repar reparations too. But you can't just say we don't owe you. <laughs> I do think that this nation <laughs> owes the descendants of the people they brutalized. And the fact they offered us 40 acres and a mule and Give snatched it, it back. Give it to us. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think it is worth somebody using that as an ad because all you need is an ad that says, she wants to pay black people for You don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because black people don't really think, <laughs> you don't really think they're going to really give you reparations. Now, Andrew Yang, the 2020 presidential candidate, he wants to give everybody $1,000 through the universal basic income. Every person gets that $1,000 to start with, whether you're working or not or whatever. You get $1,000. You get $1,000 mm -hmm. a month. That everybody, white people too. You just eight, yeah, but everybody. I black people. Everybody. Just only black people? No, he said everybody. Nah, I think everybody should get to go to Red Lobster every Sunday for free. But the cheesy biscuits is for. <laughs>
But it did have a whole plan behind it that made sense because they do that in Alaska. Yeah, but that that no, and it works in Alaska. No, there's a dividends off the oil. Right. That's what he was saying. But he was talking about all these huge corporations that don't pay taxes, like Amazon. He wants to take ten percent off goods and services in the tech industry. Hey man, I thought I thought Amazon like Amazon is one of those companies that comes in, they take more than they than they give, and people they're like you pay them to basically. Moves. And then they don't pay any taxes at all. No. They, they like, well, they ain't no worse than a football team. That's what I want. Give, give us 400 years. For the next 400 years, we don't got to pay no federal government That'd be taxes. cool. That'd, That'd be, be great. great. I'll take it. I'm with it. Or a deduction. Like, like, what, what's your deduction? I'm a n***a. <laughs> that's, 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 that's one exemption. Now, that's one exemption. <laughs> if you excuse me, I'm going to get my free cheese. You <laughs> 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 ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out his show. March 18th. The D.L. Hughley Show. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good happy morning. Friday. And happy International Women's Day yet again. Yes. yes happy indeed. International All Women's day. day. Yes. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, part two of R. Kelly's interview with Gil King aired yesterday. And what we did learn was that R. Kelly does not have that much money left despite having written all those hits and been on the road and all these performances. Here's what he said. Kelly says what really cost him is the people who had access to his bank account, something he found out from a bank teller. I had like $350,000 in the bank. And I told her, look, take that. I want to start a new account. And, and, and that's the way it is, right? So she said, okay, it's going to take six or seven business days mm-hmm. to clear. Does that make sense? Hell no, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You can write a check from one account and put it into another account immediately if that's your money. Oh, Kelly should have 300-something million dollars in the bank, man. 300-something thousand? Jesus Our- Christ, what has he been doing with his money? All right. In addition, he doesn't like some of the things that he says are untrue. Like uh, his ex-wife, Jaya Kelly, says that he hogtied her. Well, he responded to those allegations. Why is she making that up, Robert? Sent me something on my phone and said that I hogtied her. (laughs) I don't know how to hogtie people. What would I hogtie? My kids is listening to this. All of this nonsense. And I ain't been spending no time with them. This is real. This is not a lie. What kind of woman would tear down a dad who's trying to have a relationship with their kids? You know how many kids need a relationship with their father? What is your relationship with your father? Oh, my God. Zero. What kind of grown man would pee on other people's kids? Listen, man, I listened to this hogtie clip about 572 times yesterday. What is a hogtie? How do you hogtie somebody? Just play that one part again. That part is so damn funny. I need R. Kelly to do a compilation album Stop it. about nothing but hogtie. Well, Why is she making that up, Robert? Sent me something on my phone and it said that I hogtied her. I don't know how to hogtie people. What is hogtie? Can you imagine? I, imagine all the songs he could remix with hogtie. Mm-hmm. I believe I can hogtie. Bumping hogtie. Stop it. Step in the name of hogtie. Stop it. Hogtie. Well, Stop I'm it. sure J. Kelly doesn't want to hear jokes about that. When a woman's fed and hogtied. Oh, now, Sparkle it. has said that these breakdowns that R. Kelly is having are just stop another it. act. It and that he's like not it's not really true. <laughs> he's just it. treating life like a stage. Half but on a hogtie. She does feel like it's time that he learns a very important lesson. And, by the way, there's, there's going to be a one-hour primetime special showing even more of this interview tonight. they got to stop with this comedy at show. At 8 p.m. Listen, 
I know My that. Goodness. Listen, it's hard not to laugh at this, bro. I don't care. This is a this is hilarious. All right. Nobody gonna tell me how to hog tie. Like what is hog tie? You never Nobody seen know? like when they roast a pig and they tie it up and they tie the hands and they the spin it. Kind of like yeah. Well, you don't uh, have to spin it, but let's learn together, Envy, and then we okay. can go, then we can go half on a hog tie. All right, now let's talk about Asriel Clary, who lives with R. Kelly still. You know, Asriel Kelly, uh, Asriel Clary, and Joycelyn Savage were there doing interviews as well with R. Kelly, watching from the background, from behind the door. They said he tried to stop the interview a couple of times, but he didn't end up really stopping it. But uh, I guess things got very touchy. Well, it turns out that according to Asriel Clary, her parents were trying to blackmail R. Kelly. Here's what she's saying. When I was 17, my parents were actually making me, trying to get me to take photos with him, take sexual videos with him. And they said, because if they ever have to blackmail him, what they're trying to do now, they can use it against him, which is exactly what they're doing. Both of our parents are basically yeah. out here to trying to get money and scam. That's crazy. Now, according to Azrael Clary, she says that her parents actually forced her to do uh, certain things. Here's what she said. My parents made singing like a job for me. So this is not something I wanted to do. Not only that, I even tried to kill myself because I did not want to sing as a cry out for help mm -hmm. to tell them this is not what I want to do with my life. This is not how I want to spend my life. Yeah, your father told me that, that you tried to take your life and that the only thing that made you happy was singing. No. And that's why that's he became lie. involved. What is the point of this interview? I don't know, because he's not on trial for anything that has to do with these young ladies. He's not being charged with anything with Asriel Clary or Joycelyn Savage. It's yeah, it, a I tape mean, with anything, a 14-year-old from... If anything, those women are vouching for his character and saying mm -hmm. he's a good guy and basically saying that everybody else's allegations are not true. Like, I don't that he saved him. Yeah, I don't understand the point of this interview, especially after you did the Surviving R. Kelly doc. You got him charged with 10 counts. He's going to prison. Why try to humanize him in any way by doing this? Anyway? Maybe they're trying to show both sides. I don't know. I have why, no idea. Why do you need to see But I do know that R. Kelly's camp now also is reaching out to Bill Cosby's publicist no. for some help. Yes. This is just getting stupider and stupider. They're this actually reaching out to Cosby spokesman Andrew Wyatt. Now, he said they're still in discussions about joining his legal team as a crisis manager. But Wyatt does still represent Bill Cosby. Do you know Bill Cosby's in prison? Does he know Bill Cosby's in jail right now? Yeah, he, he might not know. Does he know Bill Cosby's reputation was ruined? They need help. <laughs> They're trying to figure oh, it out. Goodness. What they need to figure out is how to hog tie. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. He might need that in jail. You never know when a good hog tie could come in handy in prison. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, let me look and see. Who am I giving donkey to? Oh, yes. This is a, a case of religious prejudice that we need to discuss for after the hour. Why not? Always a good day for religious prejudice. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. The Samsung Galaxy S10 is making headlines. After 10 years of the Galaxy, this is definitely the best one yet. The Galaxy S10 is available now, and you can get up to $300 when you trade in your old phone at Samsung.com. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get Donkey of the Day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become Donkey of the Day. At the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Uh, donkey of the Day for Friday, March 8th, goes to a teacher named Mona Patterson. Now, she's a teacher at Valley View Elementary in Bountiful, Utah. Great name for any place. Bountiful. 
large in quantity, abundant. I like it, but that's about the only thing I like about this story because I just don't understand why adults love to psychologically ruin children. Do you understand when you see a bunch of no-good kids, there's probably a bunch of no-good adults that made them that way? We can either fill these kids' cups or empty them, and Mona Patterson snatched this little kid's cup and dumped his red Kool-Aid all over the top of his head. Now, William McLeod is nine years old. He lives in Utah, and Utah is a predominantly Mormon state. Well, William and his family are not Mormon, and they have the right to not be Mormon because of this thing called freedom of religion. Okay, it's in the Constitution. It's called the Establishment Clause. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We all have freedom of religion, but just like most things in the Constitution, uh, it's not honored. The Constitution is the most disrespected set of legislation in America, and it grinds my gears when I don't see simple, basic constitutional rights being honored. And William's right to freedom of religion was not honored because William, nine years old, had just returned to his school after Catholic mass. And since this week was Ash Wednesday, he had the cross on his forehead. Well, when he got to school, this happens. Let's go to Fox 13, Salt Lake City for the report, please. William McLeod was the only student in his class with an ash cross on his forehead. Ash Wednesday is the start of the Easter season. We celebrate getting closer to God. But the cross didn't stay on William's forehead very long. And the teacher walked over and said like, what is that? And I was like, it's Ash Wednesday and I'm Catholic, so we're staying And he's like, no, it's inappropriate, go take it off. So she gave me a the infection wipe, whatever they're called, and she made me wipe it off. The school's principal called William's grandmother as soon as she learned of the incident. The teacher also called. And I asked her if she read the Constitution of the First Amendment, and she said no and oh. The Davis School District says what happened is not acceptable. Later in the day, William received this candy and a handwritten message from his teacher. It said, William, I'm so sorry. I hope we can move things from here. Now the teacher could face some disciplinary action. Could? No, she should. As soon as she asked, what's that? And he said, it's Catholic, it was his religion. Mind your damn business. All right? It's hard enough as an adult to protect what's in our heads. All right? That's why my ass is in therapy every week right now. Literally this morning, I'm reading my Daily Stoic, and today's Daily Stoic is don't unintentionally hand over your freedom. Every day, we hand over our minds to social media, to TV, to what other people are doing, thinking, saying. We got to protect our minds. We must maintain control over our minds and perceptions. Doing that as an adult, okay, is hard. So imagine when... You're nine and just trying to figure this life thing out as a child. That's why adults are here to properly guide kids. We have to be the adults that we needed as children. So if we as adults understand that we can't just unintentionally hand over our mental freedom, why would you as an adult, Mona Patterson, intentionally snatch away the freedom of this young man, William McLeod? He's only nine. All right, his family has been instilling Catholic values in him his whole life. He just came from Mass. This poor little boy, only nine years old, probably hasn't even sinned yet. So his cross on his forehead didn't represent a person's grief and a mourning for his sins. It represented that he belonged to Jesus. All right, that young man was on a mental, spiritual high that you ruined for no other reason than your religious prejudice. It amazes me when I see religious people hating on other religious people because whether you are Mormon or Catholic, you all have Bibles. And in that Bible, there's a chapter called Matthew 7, 1, and it simply says, judge not that ye be not judged. It's not rocket science, people. All right, Mona, you need to stop worrying about what that little boy got in his head and, 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 st- and start worrying about what's on your heart, okay? Because prejudice is wrong, all right? And the Bible says in Colossians 3, 25, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. You need to make this right, Mona. And apologies and candy not going to work, all right? You may need to go to Mass and get a cross on your forehead to represent your grief and mourning for your sins, because if you don't, it's a great chance God may give you up for Lent. 
and send all your prayers to his fan folder. Please give Mona Patterson the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Yee-haw. All right. Uh, what if it would have been a tattoo? Mm. Oh, it, could, it couldn't have come off. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we got Andrew Yang coming in next, man. He's coming up next. 2020 Democratic president, and I'm really... Happy that he's coming, but I'm also disappointed because today is Freaky Freaky Friday. And you know what? A We're great, not going to get freaky with Andrew Yang. I'm definitely that, not getting you know freaky with him. a great Freaky Friday question would have been today. What? What? Have you ever been hogtied? You know what? Have Thank you, you Charlemagne. Thank you, Charlemagne, for that donkey of the day. Yep. When we come back, Andrew Yang will be joining us, presidential candidate. So we'll chop it up with him when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. The Samsung Galaxy S10 is making headlines. After 10 years of the Galaxy, this is definitely the best one yet. The Galaxy S10 is available now, and you can get up to $300 when you trade in your old phone at Samsung.com. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Yes, 2020 presidential candidate. That's right, Andrew Yang. Welcome, sir. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Who is Andrew Yang, for people who don't know? Well, uh, where do you want me to start? Uh, I'm an entrepreneur who's uh, spent the last six and a half years running an organization I started called Venture for America that helped create several thousand jobs in Detroit, Cleveland, Baltimore. St. Louis, Birmingham, and other cities around the country. And I realized that the reason why Donald Trump won the election, there are a lot of reasons. I mean, there are a bunch of them. But one of the big ones is that we automated away 4 million manufacturing jobs in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Missouri, Iowa, all the swing states you needed to win. And my friends in Silicon Valley, and I've got a lot of them, know that what we did to the manufacturing workers, we're now going to do to the retail workers, the call center workers, the fast food workers, the truck drivers, and on and on through the economy. So uh, I went to Washington and was like, hey, what are we going to do about the fact that we're in the third inning of the greatest economic and technological transformation in the history of the country? And the answers I got were uh, really disappointing uh, to horrifying. And I worked in the Obama administration. I was a presidential, or as I call it, the, the good White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so a lot of the people I was talking to were Democrats. Um, and for whatever reason, no one wanted to actually rise to this particular challenge. And so I'm running for president to help us evolve and advance to the next stage of our economy. Well, there's a lot of things that you said just now. Uh, uh, number one, it was the Black House when you were there, okay, because Obama was running it. But you wrote a book called The War on Normal People. It's right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah You I talked did. about automation and AI resulting in the elimination of human jobs. That's that's a lot of people's fear. So you see that It's coming. very scary. Oh, it, it's not just coming. Uh, it's already been happening. And mm-hmm. if you look at the numbers, uh, we lost 4 million manufacturing jobs to automation over the last number of years. And if you go to Detroit... Uh, or Cleveland or St. Louis, you see the aftermath. Uh, and I studied economics in college. And so according to economic theory, all those workers would get retrained, reskilled, find new jobs, and all would be well. But then when you actually go to the communities, you see that about half of them left the workforce and never worked again. And of that group, about half filed for disability. Then you saw a massive surge in uh, alcohol use and uh, drug overdoses. Depression, and Suicides course. and depression. And so there's a lot of despair, a lot of suffering, 
Uh, and it's going unaddressed around the country. And unfortunately, it's just going to ramp up. So one of the things I'm trying to tell people is like, look, this is no longer speculative. This is not like, a, oh, we should keep our eye on this. This has been ripping a hole in our communities and our society for years now. And it's about to, to pick up steam. So why are Trump supporters worried about Mexicans when they should be worried about the robots taking the jobs? That's my exact point, man. It is not immigrants. Uh, immigrants have nothing to do with the economic distress many Americans are feeling. It's the fact that technology is advancing to a point where our labor is less and less central to the economy. So, so build a wall around Silicon Valley. So, yeah, what do we do about that? Yeah, what, what do we do indeed? <laughs> what's, the, what's the solution? So the solution I'm proposing, uh, and anyone who's heard about my campaign knows this, I'm proposing that we declare a dividend of $1,000 a month for every American adult starting at age 18. That's the universal basic <clears throat> income. Yes. The universal basic income, which I rebranded the freedom dividend because it tests better with more Americans with the word freedom in it. <laughs> uh, and so... What the, will that do? Yeah, because a, a lot of us have never achieved true liberation in this country. Yeah, true. I, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. It's one reason why Martin Luther King championed this plan and principle uh, 1967, uh, the year before he was assassinated. Uh, he called it the guaranteed minimum income. Uh, Thomas Paine was for it at the founding of the country. This is a very American idea. So it seems far out to us now that, hey, we should just have a dividend where everyone gets a thousand bucks a month. Uh, but we've been talking about this for decades, and it came this close to being law in 1971. It actually passed the House of Representatives twice under Richard Nixon. Uh, Milton Friedman and a thousand economists signed a study saying this would be great for America. And then one state has had a dividend for 37 years where everyone in that state gets between one and $2,000 a year, no questions asked. What state is that? That's Alaska. Really? Yeah, you go to Alaska right now, you live there for a year, and everyone in your family gets between one and $2,000 a year from the petroleum dividend. Hmm. It was passed 37 years ago by a Republican governor, and Alaska's a deep red state. This Republican governor shows up, 1982, and he's like, hey, there's a lot of oil money. Who would you rather get it, the government who's just going to screw it up, or you, the Alaskan people? And then the Alaskans said, us, please. And he's like, I thought you'd say that. And so then they passed this dividend. And now it's wildly popular, has created thousands of jobs, has improved children's health, uh, has a decreased income inequality. And what I'm going around the country saying is, look, what Alaska is doing with oil money, we can do for the entire country with technology money. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? Where's the money coming from? Uh, So You said technology, would Yeah. So right now, when you guys see the headlines... Amazon paid zero in taxes last year despite right. record profits. Netflix paid zero in taxes last year despite record profits. And it's not their fault. It's just our system's really poorly designed to have the American public benefit from new innovations and advances in technology. And that's the trap we're in. Why should I vote, somebody, vote for somebody with zero legislative experience? I feel like that's what the mistake that we made this time. Not we, because I didn't vote for him, but, you know. Yeah, I was hoping not, man. No. Like, what, what mistake did you make? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I didn't vote for the guy. Mm-hmm. Well... What I've been going around saying is like, look, Donald Trump uh, is a bad president because he's a bad president. Uh, you know, it's it's not like all entrepreneurs are Donald Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. And as an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs feel like Donald Trump gives us all a bad name and he's more of a marketing charlatan than he is a real builder or someone who elevates people and, and builds strong teams and organizations. So it's up to the American people to decide what kind of background they want. But I would suggest that the American people have been casting about for some kind of change agent for years because we've sensed that our government is falling way behind the curve. That's how Donald Trump won. Right. He was different. So Donald Trump wins on that. But then you see Bernie Sanders uh, achieve outsized success last time because, again, people see that we need to make big changes. And even Barack Obama's uh, election in 2008, when I voted for him twice, like you can see the American people have been hungry for some sort of accelerant to help catch up 
and modernize our government because we know Washington DC is stuck decades in the past what what is your universal basic income plan how much do you want to give people a thousand a month every every american adult gets a thousand dollars a month starting mm -hmm. at age 18 and uh that would be a game changer for tens of millions of american families because we know 78 percent of americans are living paycheck to paycheck 57 percent can't afford an unexpected 500 dollars bill mm -hmm. and what i i'm telling people is look we have the money like our economy is up to 20 trillion dollars up 5 trillion in the last 12 years alone we're the richest most advanced economy in the history of the world we can easily afford $1,000 a month dividend. So you want to give me $1,000 a month yeah. until I die? Until yes. 64, right? Oh. Well, yeah, oh. it, it's until you die, but if you have Social Security, <laughs> then it overlaps. So you don't get both. All right, now, what about uh, universal health care? Do you believe that along with this universal basic income, we should also have universal health care? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm for a single-payer Medicare for all. It makes no sense to have uh, Americans more stressed out about paying for care than <clears> we are getting well. If we get sick or injured or our kids get sick or injured, it's backwards. It's immoral. Uh, and I'll tell you, this is another thing where people are like, where are you going to get the money? Where are you going to get the money? We spend 18% of GDP on our health care, twice as much as other countries, to worse results. We have plenty of money. It's just the money's not on the public bottom line yet, but it should be. So I've been the CEO of a business. And I'll t I tell people very honestly, like our healthcare system makes it harder to hire people. It makes it harder to treat people like full-time employees because you just want to turn them all into contractors and say, hey, you know. Mm -hmm. like, that way you're healthcare, like, absolutely. Yeah, um, it makes it harder to start a business. makes it harder to change jobs. Mm -hmm. It's actually this giant impediment on our economic dynamism and growth. Right. So so I'm for universal yeah, healthcare. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah they pair. said in the future most people are going to be freelancers just because companies are trying to just hire contractors so they don't have to pay for healthcare. Yeah, 94% of the new jobs created in this country since 2005 have been temporary gig or contract jobs that don't have healthcare benefits. All right, we got more with Andrew Yang. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Andrew Yang in the building. Of course, he's running for president for 2020. Let's say we decide to tax Amazon, right? Doesn't Amazon <clears throat> close up, go to a country someplace where they get huge tax breaks, and then we lose all those jobs again? Well, again, every other advanced economy already has a value-added tax, and Europe's value-added tax is twice what I'm proposing. So where are they going to go? Like, we are the number one consumer market. It's not like they're going to stop selling here. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is that, as president, I would make all of the tax incentives provided by cities and states for companies to move 100% taxable. I would get rid of that stuff because it makes no sense to have cities and states fighting to give tax breaks to the Amazons of the world where, from a national point of view, we don't care what city or state they're in. Right. Uh, and Amazon should be making choices based upon what's best for their business, not who they can get the biggest concessions from. Now, you're saying $1,000 a month. You're saying free health care. Now, what about weed and what about colleges? Free college, free, free tuition, too? Well, not, yeah. I, I said public health care. Public yeah, health care, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, because I was going to ask you then? about marijuana. And, and marijuana, yeah. And legalizing marijuana, there's a lot of money to be made from that as well. So what yeah. do you think about that, and where, where should that money go? Uh, I'm for the... Uh, legalization of marijuana, remove it from the controlled substance list, in part because our administration of the criminal laws are deeply racist. Uh, it's very obvious to everyone. So uh, on April 20th, 2021, I'm going to pardon everyone who's in uh, prison for a low-level a nonviolent drug offense. I like your marketing strategy. Four twenty, baby. Because it makes no sense to have people in jail for stuff that's legal in, in some parts of the country. Mm -hmm. And then there'd be a lot of money, and and I know there are bills that want to channel that money to African American businesses and communities, which is a great idea. Yeah, because we were affected so much by these marijuana laws. Does yeah, Andrew, yeah, completely. Does Andrew Yang have a black agenda? Do you have an agenda specifically for black people? 
Well, uh, a lot of it overlaps with um, with my overall agenda because I, I, I think that the you know the freedom dividend and, and uh, uh, universal health care would go a long way. But I'm for getting rid of private prisons. I think it makes no sense to have prisons that have a profit motivation. Why do y'all think actually, all black people in jail? Um, oh, I mean, again, that affects everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I'm for uh, dramatically increasing the federal allotment to HBCUs because uh, the problem with education right now is it's become a business. And so what happens is schools end up benefiting by catering to the affluent because they'll donate more money and they can pay full freight and the rest of it. And so you have these HBCUs that are, have an incredible historical mission, have been shown to, to elevate uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of African-Americans, but because they don't have these crazy endowments that some of the rich schools do, that they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And so the federal government can help shore that up. All right, but as president, you would be making $4 million a year? Um, so, they make yeah, that so, much? They don't make no, that much. They, 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 they make 400000 400, but Angela's right. But that, I'm talking about his proposal. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so my proposal is that presidents get a 10 raised raise to $4 million, but then, oh. but, but then they're not allowed to take any for-profit, for-personal gain speaking fees or... Uh, board opportunities or any of that stuff after the fact because the, it's human I mean, nature. After they finish running, they can't do any after books? After their or... term is over. Oh, they can do books, but they can't join corporate boards for money, do, take speaking fees for money because it's human nature. Let's say I'm president and then there's some rich CEOs hanging around in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. And I know that three years from now, they can give me $400,000 just to show up and schmooze with their clients and employees. It's human nature for me to be a little nicer to them, be a little softer on them, to be like, oh, you know, I should just make friends with this person because I'm going to end up hanging out on the jet with them after I'm president. So you get rid of that motivation. You say, look, I can't take a dime from anyone for personal gain. You're going to pay me enough so that you know I work for the people. But that's it. We Mm. have to stop worshiping the almighty dollar. And that starts from the top. And this raise can go into effect the president after me. I really do not care. We just have to clean up our government so it actually works for us. And it's clear that I don't have a problem with that because I feel like presidents are public servants, and I feel like all public servants need to be getting paid more money. Teachers, police officers, but a four-year, sixteen million dollar deal. I don't. It's, you're the president. That's a lot. You man. get up, you get more of your ball players and your freaking like entertainers. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't the president get four million a year? Yeah, and, so. and 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 then say no more uh, profit taking after that. I think that's no a fair bills. deal. You ain't got to pay no cable bill, no house bill, no mortgage, no car. Still note, a no tough job. Note. Still a tough job, sir. You know what I love about you, Andrew? I love the fact that you're up here discussing solutions and not problems. You're not running on a anti-Trump campaign. You actually have ideas. So that it pains me that you probably don't have a shot in hell of winning. So are you really? Oh, yeah, we're gonna find out, brother. I'm just asking. Do you, are, you, are you are you running to actually win or just to disrupt the system? Um, we raised almost 600k last month, um, which is more than just about every major candidate except for Bernie, and no one's heard of me. Uh, so you got to ask, how the heck did that happen? Uh, I'm talking sense, and like you said, and like you said, well, I mean, now thanks to you all, like some more people have heard of me, which I'm I'm very happy for. Um, but you're right, Trump is a symptom. Mm-hmm. What is the disease? The disease is the fact that we're getting pushed into economic distress. The disease is this mindset of scarcity that has overtaken our people because if you can't pay your bills, then it's very, very hard to be clear thinking and optimistic about the future. The disease is increasingly that we're going to be competing against machines, AI, software, robots that are going to be able to outdo us in terms of capital efficiency. This is the disease. So how do you cure the actual disease? Most politicians do not want to touch this with a 10-foot pole because they don't have real solutions. And the solution I'm going to suggest is that we share the bounty from all this economic progress as fast as possible. Mm. And that's why I'm running for president. Build the wall around Silicon Valley. That has to be your slogan. You know, you know uh, Shut up, man. Now, what about gun laws? As far as gun laws? 
Yeah, so uh, I'm a parent. Uh, I think that we need to treat gun ownership in a very similar way to the way we treat uh, vehicle ownership. It's like, look, you get a, you get, you have to take a test and get a license to uh, drive a vehicle, and that could kill people. Guns can kill people too, so we should give you some kind of test and licensing for that too. Uh, the, the the hard part, the challenge of this is that there are 300 million farms in this country. It's like almost one for every man, woman, and child, and there are limited ways you can actually try and reduce that number. So a couple of things I would do is I would have a voluntary gun buyback. Anyone who wants to sell their gun will buy it off you. And I'll, I would also offer to upgrade everyone's guns to those signature guns where only you can fire them, turn everyone's gun into a James Bond Ooh, gun. Ooh, I like um, that. And then we're safer because that gun goes to someone else and they can't fire it. Yes. Uh, and that, that's something that... The technology that, to do that? going to require yeah. a lot of money, though. What's Again, the where are you getting this money from? What's now? the technology? It's actually not that expensive to upgrade a gun to a signature gun. Or that to buy a gun back? How much does that cost? Well, the guns, you know, it's the value of the gun, but, like, I, I would say that that's a win for the public. Uh... And, you know, it's, like you, it's not like everyone's going to go and sell their gun all at once. Um, but these are the sorts of things I'd be for. I'm for trying to um, provide, like, more positive alternatives that move our society in the right way without pretending, frankly, that we can just regulate the heck out of everything. Now, now what about, you know, <laughs> banking? Banking is difficult, especially in the African communities. It's hard to get loans. African-Americans. I mean, what I say, African? Yes. But in African-American communities, it's hard to get loans. What can we do to help people get loans to spot, to start small businesses? So this is the beauty of the freedom dividend, man, because, like, money follows money. You know, like, if you have African-American communities where everyone's, everyone's getting 12000 bucks <laughs> a, a year, then all of a sudden the businesses in that community start being more lucrative and profitable. And then if I'm a lender, I'm like, heck, yes, you want a loan? <laughs> like, sign me up. Um, and then they'll start uh, investing in those communities because the market will drive them in that direction. And if that doesn't work, then we'll do more. But I think the market, like, the the best way we can empower African-American businesses to put money into the hands of African-American consumers. I think 2000 I think you should think 2000 You hear what you just month. said? That's real. No, no. The best way to power African-American businesses put money in the hands of African-American consumers. Yes. That's why I think you should do two thousand dollars a month. Oh my gosh, envy. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna start with we're gonna start we'll start with one, and mm-hmm. then maybe my second term when everyone's loving that first dividend, be like, hey, well, man, I like, don't think, you don't think black people deserve a little bit more because of slavery, because of segregation. I I read Ta-Nehisi Coates, and I one hundred percent agree with the moral case for reparations. This country was built on the backs of slaves, uh, and uh, you know there, there there's no two ways about it. Um, so to, to me, the question is, what can we get done? There's nothing that we can do as a society that would actually undo that harm or make mm-hmm. that right. There, there is no uh, re- redoing history. Um, but the path forward to me, if we put this dividend in place and at least it starts strengthening communities and then we can take real steps forward uh, towards hopefully, again, can't make things right, but hopefully you can start moving things in the right direction. Andrew Yang, I like you, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, man. I like I you do. too. I like you. All right. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us, man. Wish you the best of luck. And give me your uh, website so they can donate to your campaign. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, so this is actually a good thing for the campaign. So my website's yang2020.com, or you can just Google Andrew Yang. But in order to make the Democratic debates, I need 65,000 individual contributors, and I'm going to get there. Like Right now we're at like 46,000, and, and I'm going to get there in a minute. But if you want to be part of getting me on the debate stage, just go to yang2020.com uh, and donate a buck, and let's make this case together. we got to solve the problem. I okay. think you're a great disruption, sir. All right. Well, Andrew Yang, thank Andrew you so much Yang. for coming through. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk to iHeart Music Awards. Listen up. This is- 
All the gossip. The rumor report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Yes, so it has been announced that T-Pain will be hosting the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Now, that show is going to air from the L.A. Microsoft Theater that goes down next Thursday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Well, T-Pain did just win the Mass Singer, so white people know him again. He just did what? He just won the Mass Singer on Fox. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so white people know him again. All right, well, yeah. should be interesting that don't to sound, watch. I know that, that might sound random. Why is T-Pain hosting iHeart Music Awards? Because <laughs> he just won the and Mass Singer And he has new music uh, as well. So mm. Alicia Keys is going to be performing, and she's going to get the Innovator Award. Ariana Grande, um, Taylor Swift, John Legend will also be making appearances. So you can still vote for that show. Oh, no, you can't. It just closed yesterday. So oh, damn if it, you didn't man. vote, that's it for you. Mm. All right, Big Boy and the NFL have made a $100,000 donation. And that is for the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change in Atlanta. Oh. Yes. I like that. You like that? Dropping the blue bombs for Big Boy. Martin Luther King Jr. been on my mind all morning, mm-hmm. honestly, because of R. Kelly. Oh, stop it. We'll talk about it in a second. Why? Because of R. Kelly. Because when R. Kelly talked oh. about hog tying, he sounded just like the Dr. Oh Martin Luther gosh. King Jr. I'm of sure that the estate of Martin Luther King Jr. does not want you to make that uh, play, <laughs> comparison. Play that clip and tell me he don't sound like Martin Luther King Jr. I don't know how to hog tie people. What would I hog tie? He, he does a little bit. Come on now. He, <laughs> he, sounds, like the Martin, he sounds like the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. hog tie. I'm going to move on and say uh, Mike Epps. <laughs> He is going to be in How High 2, even though before he was not interested in doing that. So that'll be big for them. Uh, previously, he expressed no interest in getting involved, but now it's confirmed he will reprise his role as Baby Powder in How High 2. Oh, I forgot about that. All right, and shout out to 21 Savage. Now, we talked about his 21 Savage bank account campaign, and the goal of that campaign is to boost financial literacy in children across the country. He's partnered up with Get Schooled and Juma. Well, he's also going to teach a monthly online seminar with tips to help viewers invest in their future, but he's also announced that he's going to work with Juma to make sure that 150 jobs go to at-risk Atlanta youth this June. Here's what he said. Not in school, can't find a job. Sign up with Juma for a paid job that gives you experience and training. They will also help you build a career and connect you to your next opportunity to step up your game. All while making money. No experience necessary. Go to juma.org slash apply now. All right, that's dope. That That's what makes a difference. FYI, 21 has been doing stuff like that in the community, so I don't want people to think he's doing that just because of his latest case. He really has been doing that. Remember he was on Ellen with that big-ass check? Yep. You know what I'm saying? He's been doing stuff like this. And Kanye West is suing EMI, and he's saying uh, it's because of a servitude contract because it's a contract that's more than seven years. Now, according to that suit, Kanye West signed a contract with EMI back in 2003. He did get tens of millions of dollars from EMI from that, and the money was paid to him after he signed seven different modifications or extensions to that deal. Now, the problem is this. He's trying to say this is a lawsuit in California, but he did sign that contract in New York. In California, if the contract is more than seven years, then it would be servitude, but in New York, we don't have that, so don't know. But the label is saying they want to, to block his lawsuit because should have been filed in New York if he tried to do that. Can we re- re- revisit R. Kelly? No. no. I don't want nobody to think I'm being disrespectful by saying that he sounded like Martin Luther King Jr. Because he really did. And I think he channeled MLK Jr. on purpose. Just listen to this cadence. This is great acting. He was warbling. I don't know how to hog tie people. What would I hog tie? I have a hog tie. Oh, boy. I may not hog tie with you. Oh, boy. Hog ties cannot drive out hog ties. Only hog ties can do that. 
A hog tie anywhere is a threat to hog ties everywhere. Hog ties at last. Hog ties at last. I'm Angela Thank God Almighty. That's your rumor report. Bye. My goodness. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right, now when we come back, of course, tomorrow is the anniversary of Biggie's death. Oh, drop on the clues bomb for Biggie Smalls, man. How, how, many, how many years has it been? Fred Love is the Brooklyn way. I'm not sure how many years. It's got to be about 25 at this point. I'm not sure, but we're going to play Biggie in the mix, all right? Let me know your favorite Biggie joint at DJ and we get your request in or 800-585-1051. He, he, he passed away in 97. You know I'm bad at math. So that's what, 22, 22 years. 22, 22 years. 22 years. Mm-hmm. 22 years. Salute to my man D-Rock. Salute to the whole Junior Mafia. Salute to Diddy, man. Puff, yeah. Biggie still, his music is timeless still to this day. That's right. Well, to let's this do it. day. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. The Samsung Galaxy S10 is making headlines. After 10 years of the Galaxy, this is definitely the best one yet. The Galaxy S10 is available now, and you can get up to $300 when you trade in your old phone at Samsung.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, today is International Women's Day, so let me shout out to my mama. Let me shout out to my wife, and let me shout out to my mother-in-law. Those are three ladies in my life that really push and encourage me to do better and always have my back inside. So I just want to say I love you, ladies. Yeah, yeah shout out to everybody here at iHeart, too. We're having an actual uh, International Women's Day event today, so that should be exciting. I'll also be at Foot Locker today with Juices for Life. They're doing an International Women's Day panel, an event, and I'm actually providing the juices, courtesy of our store, Juices for Life, Brooklyn. So we'll be there today for that panel as well. And then tomorrow, we have another Women in Radio event, and that's all iHeart-driven. So I'll be there with Thea Mitchum, Honey German. all that bread, ye. So, you know. Listen, let me tell you something. The thing with the juice bar, that's me promoting our business. Not so that's, well, the panels that's, you're on. That's not really. Yeah, the iHeart stuff, I'm not going to say that's money either. <laughs> <laughs> but, it is, but it is International Women's Day, so if we can show up and contribute in any way and give whatever information we can and have that sisterhood, I'm all for it. Yeah, there you salute, go, salute, yeah. salute to all the queens in my life, man, all the, all the CEOs of my life, my mama, my wife, my sister friends, my daughters. I really have no control over my life when I think about it. Me neither. And that's all fine. the women. That's cool. That's fine. You know, yeah, big up to all the women out there for Absolutely. International Women's Day and for every single day because we've been killing it. You know, we've been driving a lot of what's been going on when it comes to small businesses, when it comes to voting, when it comes to positions of power, being CEOs. We have more work that needs to be done, but I, mean, I appreciate it, all the work that we have been doing and all the I mean, you know, when it comes to this thing called life, <laughs> okay, and we, we all came out of a vagina. All right? We wouldn't be here without women. You figured that out well. That is true. Shut up. All right. When we come back, we got your positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to DJ Louis V. Now, uh, it's his birthday weekend. Today's Louis be- V birthday weekend? It's his birthday That's weekend. Right. It's his birthday weekend. Today's Drop his birthday weekend. Louis v. Let me tell you something about Louis V. It's a weekend. V. Louis V came up in South Carolina, man. He was a DJ. 
Now mm-hmm. he's a program director uh, for iHeart uh, in, in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. That's my guy. I salute him, man, because I love to see people growing, and he's growing uh, exceptionally well. So salute to my man, Louis V. And, yeah, he's a very, and he also on top of all and of that. And they never agree on anything except the one thing. It's always fun. Who Business is this guy? Years in Round Rock. What is going on? Like he knows how to hold time. Cool <laughs> what the hell is that? The Why did this white man just start talking on the radio? Who is this Caucasian man that has interrupted our broadcast? All right, I turned it off, Charlemagne. <laughs> What's so funny? Because uh, it just sounds like we got interrupted by a bunch of people <laughs> who definitely know how to hog tie. Oh, my goodness. Well, I would say shout to Louis V. I'm going to be DJing his party this Saturday in Indianapolis. So shout to him at Revel. So shout to him. That's my guy, yes. man. Yes, again, shout out to Louis V. And uh, besides all that, he is just a nice person. Yes, he is. He's from South Carolina. He ain't got no choice but to be. Mm. All right. <laughs> well, leave us a bone a positive note. Listen, positive note is simply this, man. Since it's national... Uh, what is it? Women's International International Women's Day. There you go. International Women's Day. Uh, I just want to say that a woman is the full circle. Within her is the power to create, nurture, and transform. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?